Hey, everybody, before we jump into this week's episode, just want to encourage you all to take a survey over at staypaidpodcast.com slash survey. This is where you can give some feedback on the show, let Luke and I know how you think we're doing, as well as recommend any guests or topics that you want to hear about. So head on over to staypaidpodcast.com slash survey to do that for us. Now this week's episode. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Josh Dyke. And I'm Luke Akery. We're going to do something a little bit different today in terms of the topic that we're going to be talking about. Because here at Stay Paid and Reminder Media, we've got a little saying, sales isn't everything. It's the only thing. Helping you all close more deals and retain more business. But in every business, there's a journey that you hit, a point and you hit in your journey when you're ready to scale your business, which means hiring other salespeople. But finding, acquiring, and retaining sales talent can be extremely challenging. In fact, according to HubSpot, the average sales turnover rate is 35%, while the rest rest of all industries is 13%. So more than double the turnover rate than every other industry. So how can you do a better job upfront and finding out if someone is going to be successful ISA or salesperson because hiring people is expensive. Yeah, if you guys have figured it out, please (laughs) let Josh and I know because we're still trying to figure it out. We've, since 2014, I pulled this stat, I can't look beyond 2014, but we have hired 456 inside sales reps and 420 outside sales reps. So if you go back, I mean, that's only seven years and we've been in business 17 or 18 years. So thousands, and we're talking thousands of sales reps. And think of the interviews, I mean, tens of thousands of interviews. When did you take over this uh, inside sales team and start growing that? Was it 2012? How many interviews do you think you've personally been on? I can't even count. (laughs) I mean, hundreds, but more than hundreds, probably. Probably yeah, thousands at this yeah, point. But yeah, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of interviews, I'm sure. So what we wanted to do is kind of put together these questions. Now, this can you can ask this to any yeah. candidate uh, that you're looking to, to hire. Um, but particularly if you're looking for a, a sales rep to join your team, uh, that's one of the most crucial things. And one of the hardest things, I think, to pass off as an entrepreneur. We had Michael McFall on the show. I think he said that um, when they surveyed CEOs, like 89% said at some point in their business, they were the only... Yeah, that was the Inc. 5000 list. Was it Inc. 5000? Inc. 5000 list. It was 80 something percent. So that's a hard thing to start to hand off. So you really want to build trust with somebody. So we came up with some questions that you actually ask uh, a lot of uh, candidates that you've had success with. So we're going to go through those uh, four best questions. Yeah. So I would share with people, these aren't the only questions, but as Josh and I tried to- These are the only four questions. Yeah, these are the only four questions we asked. Short interviews. But I, I kept thinking to myself, what questions should, you know, would I share with you guys? And these four I ask consistently over and over again. There's a specific reason why, and we'll go through it. Now, if you, you don't wanna... ask, sell me this pen. I don't ask, don't sell me this pen. Right, I right. used to do sell me this magazine <laughs> I, because we obviously, one of our products is a magazine. Yeah. So I used to give it to him, sell me this magazine, which is not a bad question, but um, you know, I, I don't ask that anymore. Well, you ask kind of a variation of that. <clears throat> yes. That's yeah, the and there's a specific one. reason why. You want to read the first question? I'll explain kind of my thought process of why I asked this. So the first question is, if a friend were to ask you, who is company name, what do they do and how do they help clients? What would you say? So you're kind of prompting them to give a pitch. So this is out of the gate. Mm -hmm. When I welcome in the candidate, right? I immediately ask them, hey, if, you know, one of your friends or or a prospect 
were to ask you, who's Reminder Media? What yep. do they do? Um, what's their value proposition? What would you say? And immediately what I'm trying to find out here is two different things. One is from a sales perspective, I'm trying to find out, does this person do their research? Do they actually have, and I'm looking specifically not how intellectual they are because um, in sales, you know, you don't have to have the, you know, greatest intellect. But have you looked <laughs> at more than the homepage of our website? Yes, but, but <laughs> how passionate are you about the job? Yeah. How much work are you willing to put in? And do you actually have a passion for this industry or are you just focused on getting a job? So I want to kind of vet that out by their answer to the question. But actually more importantly than that, that I'm looking for is how well I call it, they can BS. If they haven't even done their research, are they able to very smoothly and eloquently be able to even make up something and well, come right. up with BS, something? Not in the terms yeah, of like not actually lying, making but, something up, but being able to use the creative part of your brain uh, and being able to think on the fly because yes. in sales, you're going to have to Correct. be able to do that. And the people who are able to eloquently share what they believe Reminder Media does, but not over fluff it, right? If you ever have people where they go, sell me this pen, a lot of people will be like, it's the best pen. They go features. With the greatest ink from the, you know, whatever. Like no one, you don't want that. Like right. they're, they're overselling, they're feature selling, all that stuff. So I'm looking for this person to be able to naturally fluff maybe what they don't it's know. It's one of the, I, I've, you know, because I asked this on all of the interviews too. And, and as soon as someone goes to, well, you produce a magazine that's customizable, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's features. Yep. Right. Correct. So you want to think about what are the, what is the benefit that this company yep. is providing? So whenever you're hiring this, if, you, if you're a real estate agent or you're building another team, you know, thinking about what's the value proposition maybe to your industry or the services that you provide yep. more so than maybe necessarily like you specifically. And one an of agent. the greatest tips I'll give you with interviewing that I believe to be true, a person is trying to be at their very best on an interview. And so it doesn't mean, so separate this from nerves. Most of the time. Because, yeah, most <laughs> of the time. Because people get nervous and you can see nervousness, right? Which yeah. is natural. But I'm talking about who they are as a person. They're at their very best. It's kind of like a first date, right? As you dating somebody and then you end up marrying them. You're like, wait a second. You're, you're a lot more relaxed now. You're a lot different. They will get more and more relaxed as they get hired on, yeah. which is not a bad thing. But let's just say if they have certain traits and everything, just exponentially increase what that's going to be. Dude, that's so right. True, yeah. So if they are a little jittery and a little all over the place, when they get comfortable, they're going to be even more jittery and even more all over the place. Right. Because <laughs> they're trying to, they know about themselves. They're trying to control themselves. That's what I found one of the, the years. The greatest um, arts of uh, job interviewing, right. Mm -hmm. Is being able to recognize those little things and being able to the extrapolate nuances. that out. Yep. Yeah. So the second question uh, that we ask is walk me through the story of your life or career why did you take each job? What was your biggest accomplishment with each job? And then why did you choose to move on? Yeah. So I, I was actually happy. I've been asking this question almost from the beginning and I still ask it because it's so valuable and I'll explain why. But I saw a clip on Instagram the other day where they were asking Elon Musk, hey, what are the interview questions that you ask? How do you interview? And he goes, I really ask only one question. Tell me the story of your life. Hmm. And he goes, and then maybe I'll say, what, what are you most proud of? And the reason why I ask it, and, and he didn't share exactly why he asked that question, but here's why I asked the question of, tell me the story of your career slash life. Specifically, what I'm looking for are, why did you choose to do what you have done? Whether even if you don't have any experience, right? And you're a college kid just graduating. You chose a certain major. You chose certain sports. You chose certain activities to get into. 
I want to know why. Yeah. Why did you choose that? Because again, one of the most critical things for hiring a, a person, I believe, is their actual passion. Yeah. It's what they're interested in, what their passion is what versus more them. their technical skill. Yeah. So you want to find out why did they choose it? Then what I specifically want to also know, and this is how I prep, hey, share with me, not only why did you choose that, what was your greatest accomplishment there? What did you love the most about that? Because I want to find out what they view as important. It's values because, connected. Yeah, yeah, correct. Because I might be all about the sale and the bottom line, and they might be all about, I don't know, the- um, I influence some change within yeah. an <laughs> Correct. So you want to find out what, what do they see as they're proud of? And then third, which I think is the most important, is why'd you leave? Mm-hmm. Why did you make the decision to move on? Because there's so much there for you to understand of if they will be fulfilled in your current yeah. role. If, if, you know, why did they choose to move on and go to that next gig? And then ultimately they, I say, lead me up to today. And why are you moving on today? And then you also get to see the storytelling. Yeah. It allows you to align your goals as a business or your goals as the leader of a team with the passion, the drive, and the goals of Mm -hmm. the people that you're hiring. These are very similar to behavioral interview questions, meaning like one of the challenges that you want to uh, stay away from. Uh, when interviewing is not asking someone if they can do something, right? Yes. Can you cold call? Can you make, of course can you I close? Can. <laughs> of course I can. You want to be able to use uh, questions like oftentimes in our role or very often, we're going to be making cold calls mm-hmm. to buyer leads or some, or this type of lead. Tell me about a time when you've had to do that and what you, uh, yeah. your successes or what the outcome was. I love that. And then here's specifically why it works well. That type of question for salespeople is if you find yourself bored, Halfway through them telling the story of their yeah, life, it teaches point. you something about their ability <clears throat> to engage. It teaches you about their ability to keep your attention, right? Because they're going to be on the phone. They're going to be face-to-face with prospects telling a story. And if they can't tell the story that they know the most passionately and intriguing and pulling people in, why do you think they're going to be able to tell your story, right? All right. So, this third one is actually a, one, a variation of a question that I actually got from you and have been using, I don't know, maybe for the past six or 12 months or something on interviews. A lot of people will ask, what's your greatest strength? What's your greatest weakness on an interview? The variation here is, if I call your former boss and ask them what your biggest weakness is, what would they tell me? Yes. So why do you ask it like that? So I specifically ask it that way, mainly because if you ask people what their strength and weakness is, they have a, they will have a tendency <laughs> to not tell the truth. Yeah. And it's not, not that they're totally lying. Or turn lying, the strength into yes. a, a positive, you know, if fake you, positive. If you ask it like, hey, if I call your former boss, they immediately go, oh, he probably will call my former boss. Yeah. So they're going to be a lot more likely to tell you the actual truth of it. And then I love what you had added, which is you also get to hear how they think, they get to think outside of what do I think about myself? What yeah. do others think about me? Yeah. Which is an incredible tip of going, hey, now you get to understand, okay, what does this person believe people view about them as their weakness? They're going to be way more honest. And I always tie it back to that question I asked before which is as I'm going through hearing someone's story, I'm hearing Josh's story, I'm already making my assessment of what this person's weakness is. Yeah. And I want to see if my assessment of what their weakness is actually aligns up to what they said their boss would say. And I know if it ends up being the same, I go, yep, I'm definitely right. That's going to be their weakness. Whether it's they can't close, they talk too much, whatever it is. Yeah, that's solidified. Now, it doesn't exclude the candidate completely, Correct. but it yeah. solidifies in your mind. This is now, what their now weakness you know is going to be. Risk is gonna be. 
I also, this also produces the most amount of pause in any interview question that I've ever asked. Because when you ask someone what their weakness is, they'll immediately go to, like I said, they'll kind of do like a fake when I care too much. I work too hard. I'm too, I'm too attention, too much attention to detail. But what they actually do is they sit there and they go, oh, what has my previous employer given me feedback on Correct. where I need to improve? And they would actually apply. I've had people tell me like, well, you know, they probably tell me I need to get in on time or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> or they'll like be like brutally honest with yep. what their actual weakness is. Yep. So you can always tell if you, if you know sales, right? You can always tell when they give feedback of like, you know, I, I'm really strong at building relationships. Ah, that means you can't get the deal closed at the timeline that you need to get it closed, right? If you've been in sales long enough, you understand even how they spin the the question of the weakness, you know how that the correspondent of like, yes, that is a great strength building relationships, yeah. right? It's critical, but the weakness would be, oh, you never asked for the order. And again, all of these, um, all of these examples that we're giving aren't automatic exclusions from the hiring process. Right. Like that's not what I want to put out there. It's you know, going in by asking these questions, where the areas are that you're going to need to work to help this person or the risk that yep. you're taking and the, obviously also the pros that you, you would gain. So the last one is, and I've used a variation of this one also, but what's, what thought leader do you look up to slash follow? And what was the last self-development book you read? Yeah. So in this, I don't ask this as much as a proper question as much as, hey, I want to learn about you. Like, who do you look up to? Who do you follow? Like, and, and then I'll, if they're stumbling, they're not sure what I mean, I'll even point out, you know, I look, you know, I follow Gary Vee or John Maxwell type idea. I want to know who someone follows and who they read because it tells me so much about who that person is, what their values the are, system, their yeah. personality, yeah. What, they, what they engage with. So if I can find out who someone follows, then that, that's a one level of the question. The other level of the question is, is this person someone who's trying to improve? And if they haven't read a book, watched a YouTube video following thought leaders, this is not no, a person if, if, that if, is trying to grow. If they are flat-footed when you ask them that question, yeah. that you can tell that they're yeah. not someone who's into self-development. I read a lot of LinkedIn. Like that's a telltale sign to me that mm, you don't do a lot of self-development. Not that reading LinkedIn is bad, but if you immediately go, well, you know, I, I, I keep up on things, but I read a lot yeah. of stuff on LinkedIn. Yeah. We ask very similar ones because um, we're hiring designers, we're hiring marketers. So we'll do things like give me a website or something that you mm. really respect the design on. Um, give me a marketer that you follow. Yeah, that's give, great. What emails do you actually subscribe to to see what other people are doing in marketing? So those yeah. are great uh, opportunities. Well, it to- teaches you, is this someone who actually is trying to be a practitioner yeah. of their craft, right? If they're, follow- if they're a salesperson and they're following you know, um, Grant Cardone or Victor Antonio or these sales gurus out there, then you know, ah, this person is in the sales it's world. It's not even so much as what they follow. Like that's not even the important part. It's that they are following yes, and they correct. can be specific about correct, it. Correct. 100%. Now, all these questions, before you go into a sales interview, you really should do something where you sit down and you actually outline what you believe the traits of the perfect candidate will be. And like sit down and go, okay, this position, who is the perfect candidate for this position? So then when you go and you're actually interviewing people, you already know this is what I'm looking for. These are the different strengths I'm looking for in this position. Yeah. And so many people, they go into interviewing kind of blind and they're, they're more judging it off. I hate to say it, but more judging it off of personality, which I think personality is a huge component. Yeah. But you also want to have kind of a list of like, I'm looking for these type of traits. I'm looking for this type of skill set. 
And you want to kind of gear your questions around that. We actually have a great podcast um, just thought of on the predictive index, which is a good one to go back and listen to because we kind of go through some of those traits, right? Like you don't want a lot of patience in your sales (laughs) folks. You don't want a lot of attention to detail. You want high levels of proactivity and high High levels levels of of dominance. Yeah. 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 So you can go over and check out that podcast. I'm not sure if we have the episode number or not, but um, you, we also have, if you want to find out what your own PI is, it's kind of a fun, I want to call it's it like a personality test. It's like a disc test. test yeah, almost. it's like a behavioral kind of uh, test. You can go to remindermedia.com slash stay paid PI to check that out. So there you go. There are the four questions that we suggest, the best questions to ask a sales candidate or really anybody if you're hiring um, an internal uh uh, <laughs> internal candidate an admin well no I got a team smash I thought maybe it was Ariel passing oh, okay. me the episode number but it was someone else saying something Listen, so I I'm completely quick. I'm not that quick though okay I completely got distracted so thank you so much for listening you can head on over to Stay Paid Podcast for the show notes as well as the video of this episode to support the show we would love it if you would subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify also leave us a five star review and a comment just to let us know how we're doing and the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend about this one so talked a little bit about sales this one or this episode. Did you know where or do you know where lizards go to fix their fallen tails? So they go to the retail shop. They go to the re- so at sale like they got to you got to sell I just would like to throw out there that's two like home run dad really? jokes today. Well, I got a follow up. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? No. He had a reptile dysfunction. No. <laughs> Uh, we got it. Gabriel left the room for that one. I was going to say, where's the hook? I you off the stage. <laughs> if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on every single platform. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. Your action item for this is add to your interview the question where you say, if I call your former boss, what would they say your strength or say your weakness is? Add that portion of if I call your former boss because it totally makes the candidate be way more transparent and makes them think through a different lens. Add that, you'll see the difference right away when you ask the question. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 